If I were to spell out the acronym TULIP, T-U-L-I-P, what would you be thinking of? You see, most everyone's going to know that I'm referring to the Calvinist theology that stands for total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, and perseverance of the saints, T-U-L-I-P. But did you know that TULIP is really just one of several soteriological frameworks within Christianity? A few months back, I actually interviewed Sean Wilson of Reveries, and on the title of the interview, we labeled it Theological Labels. And in that interview, he discussed other acronyms such as Arminian's Daisy and the Molinist Roses, as well as uh, Provisionist Provide. But what about those within Free Grace? Is there such an acronym? You see, I've actually asked numerous people within Free Grace Theology and have realized there is no acronym that really truly captures the soteriological framework within Free Grace. So really from there, I intrigued and set out on a mission not only to find an acronym for free grace, but to really find one that counters each point of the infamous TULIP actually in the same order that TULIP is. And so it was interesting because during this quest, I found it extremely difficult to find an acronym that's five letters that sequentially counters the infamous TULIP. And since TULIP's a flower, You'd imagine how much more difficult it was to find a flower that's five letters in the same requirements as far as countering TULIP. But really then it struck me and I found it. At least I think I found it. And I present to you LOTUS. L-O-T-U-S. You see, each letter within LOTUS counters each letter in TULIP in the same order. So what I want to do in this video is look at LOTUS and see what each letter stands for and how it counters TULIP. First, the L. The L in Lotus stands for a liable depravity. Liable depravity. You see, while the T in Tulip stands for total depravity, in which the Calvinist actually means total inability, they actually argue that mankind is so depraved that they're even unable to respond to the gospel call. Therefore, it's requiring regeneration prior to salvation and an irresistible compulsion to believe the gospel message. But you see, when you're reading scripture, you realize that is completely foreign to scripture. Yes, I will agree that mankind is totally depraved. There is no doubt about that. Romans 3 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Scripture teaches that man in his natural state is depraved, corrupt, and wicked. You see, wicked is present in each and every person. Succumbing to this temptation, man has committed many atrocities. Don't believe me? Just put on the news for a few minutes and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yes, depravity is great, but each person is liable for their own depravity. However, mankind isn't so depraved that they're unable to freely, volitionally res respond to the gospel message. You see, while the T in Tulip says man's unable to believe in the gospel without the monergistic work of God, Scripture actually declares that man has a responsibility to respond and receive the gospel message in his depraved state. You see, depravity simply means that no one can be made righteous apart from believing in the finished work of Christ for their sins. I believe that when Jesus and others offer the gospel message to the audience, the individual people had a choice whether to believe it or not. Therefore, man is totally liable for their depravity, their sinfulness, and their wickedness, and therefore they are responsible to respond to the gospel call. Moving on from the L, we have the O in Lotus. And the O stands for occupational election. Occupational election. Whenever we read in scripture about someone or something being chosen or elect, it's always in reference to an office, a service, or a blessing. Election is never unto eternal life. 
And we can see this clearly in Ephesians chapter 1, where spiritual blessings are given to those who believe and are in Christ. Also, we see that Judas Iscariot was actually chosen, elected, according to Jesus, yet 99% would agree he was an unbeliever. Finally, Jacob was chosen over Esau, not for eternal life, but to the position of being the lineage from which the nation of Israel would come. You see, rather than the tulip teaching unconditional election that God elected or chose certain people before the foundation of the world who would be saved and who wouldn't, the Owen Lotus actually brings the doctrine of election back to a contextual and biblical understanding of being elected unto an occupation or election to a service, office, or a blessing. You see, I'd encourage you, if you want more information on this topic of election, check out Sean Lazar's book, Chosen to Serve. There'll be a link in the descriptions of this video. So you got the O, you got the L. Now let's get to the T, Lotus. The T in Lotus stands for total atonement, as opposed to the Calvinist limited atonement. Whereas Tulip teaches that Jesus Christ's death on the cross was only to pay for the sins of the elect, thereby it was limited, the T in Lotus reveals that Jesus' death on the cross was totally uh, sufficient. In other words, the propitiation of the sins for the entire world, at least according to 1 John chapter 2, verse number 2. Now, of course, this does not mean that all people are saved. This isn't a universalistic message because Scripture clearly reveals the fact that one has to place their faith in the gospel message and that many people unfortunately choose death over life. But total atonement does mean that people have the ability to be saved because Jesus' death was sufficient to pay the total penalty for all people, even though many reject his sacrifice. So we got L, we got O, we got T. Now we're moving on to the U. The U in Lotus stands for unlimited grace. This is an amazing facet of the character and the love of God that his grace is unlimited it doesn't mean that God gives grace forever or that God overlooks justice and gives grace instead constantly. What it means is that he will never run out of grace and is, if you will, grace meter. The word grace has commonly been defined as unmerited favor, and that's exactly what the gospel message is. There is nothing you or I can do, could do, did do, or will do that would ever merit our righteous standing with God. The fact that all have sinned means all have fallen short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. Reveals also the fact that all mankind is depraved and liable for their own depravity. But even though all have sinned, God extends the grace of the gospel to whosoever, just as we see in John 3.16. The unlimited grace opposes Calvinism's irresistible grace in Tulip that teaches because God unconditionally elects people to salvation according to their theology, then God irresistibly draws them to salvation. Therefore, according to Calvinism, it means that man doesn't believe, but is rather forced or coerced to believe, even against his own free will. And if that is truly the case, then that would make Jesus a liar when he said that when he's lifted up on the cross, he will draw all men to himself. Also, it would make the gospel presentation by Jesus or anybody else within Scripture very, very evil, because why would they ask people to believe in the gospel message if they knew the person could never believe because God just doesn't grant them the ability to believe? You see, unlimited grace reveals that God loves all people. And because of that, Jesus was the Passover lamb who takes away the sins of the entire world, John 1.29. And because of that, his grace is sufficient for whosoever believes in him.
You see, finally, we got the L, the O, the T, the U. We get to the S in Lotus. The S in the Lotus stands for security of the saints. You see, this is in direct contrast to the Calvinist perseverance of the saints within TULIP, in which they teach that you can tr never truly know if you're one of the elect unless you persevere to the end. In other words, your final salvation, as Piper puts it. Lotus's security of the saints brings back the biblical explanation that a Christian is eternally secure from the moment they place their faith in the finished work of Christ. This is crystal clear through various passages, as in the Gospel of John when eternal life is written as given in the present tense. You see, a Christian's eternal life doesn't begin upon death, but it begins upon the second birth, if you believed you have eternal life. You see, security of the saints is also seen in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, because Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 30, that the believer is sealed with the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. The sealing cannot be broken unless God himself breaks it, and praise God, he's not man that he should lie. You see, many passages teach that the blessed assurance a believer can have by simply trusting in the promise of God who gives eternal life to whosoever believes. You see, it's unfortunate that the Calvinist perseverance of the saints, though it sounds good on the surface, is no more than a probationary security that is clearly divorced from biblical exegesis. So that's it. That's this video. There you have Lotus, liable depravity, occupational election total atonement, unlimited grace, and security of the saints. You see, this acronym really is a blessing to those who understand it because it reveals the heart of God for the world, the work of Christ for the world, and the promise of the Spirit for whosoever believes. It also brings back election to a biblical understanding of being elected or chosen for a service, an office, or a blessing. In between unlimited grace, in between security of the saints, we see that salvation is wholly dependent upon God who made a way for you and I to be reconciled back to him. And it's wholly of God to maintain our salvation. You see, while the Calvinist subtly teaches that man must trust work to have, maintain, or to prove their salvation, we trust in the Bible that says that you're saved because you believed in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Now, at the end of this video, I know what you might be thinking. You see, the lotus, isn't that an Eastern religious flower? Isn't that used in Near Eastern, you know, mythology and legends as a sign of rebirth? So? So what? They don't have a monopoly on the flower. The flower is a part of God's creation. So just like the acronym of Soteriological Framework of Tulip, let's take it back. Beards? Let's take it back. Calvinists don't have monopoly on it. The fact that the lotus flower opens up during the day and closes at the night is a striking feature that actually signifies being born again and is not the purpose of the life. To be born again by the blood of Jesus Christ? What better flower to be the acronym for free grace theology that teaches the gospel is available to whosoever and that regardless of the mistakes you make as a Christian, God's mercies are new every single morning. That lotus flower every morning opens back up to the sun. Well, that's it for this video. Let me know what you think about this acronym that explains the loving message of God. And to finally oppose or counter the TULIP acronym that is known worldwide. You see, it's my prayer that the LOTUS acronym can be spread globally so that we can get the true message of the free gift of eternal life out to a dying and dark world. So please, I encourage you, help me in this endeavor. Share this video and share this acronym to whosoever. And finally, if you'd like an image file of the acronym to use and to share, 
Give me your email address in the comments below or shoot me an email at c4capologetics at gmail.com. I appreciate you checking out this video and until next time, God bless.